Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the You're Still Here podcast. I almost feel bad saying another episode because I know, I know, I know, I know, I know I haven't been around the last two weeks and I want to make excuses. I want to tell you that it was because I had a lot of work on my plate and it was, but I'm one of those guys, like I told you, you get old enough there are no excuses anymore. So I'll just say I'm a piece of garbage for not getting you these last couple of episodes. I would always tell you if there was going to be some permanent, hey guys, you know what? I'm throwing in the towel. I got too much anger. I got too much fight. I got too much curmudgeon left in me to just throw in the towel. Interestingly enough, there's a bunch of towels directly in my face. I happen to put towels around the microphone in this place that I record. So that's really weird that I just said that. But I I got a lot of fight left before I'm throwing in the towel. I'm not going to do anything like that. But I'm going to try to make up for some lost time. I'm going to talk about the last couple of weeks. It was the last few weeks that I told you are in that mayhem ruckus, go out and do some mischief time period. I told you the best eight-week stretch to go out throughout the year First week of September, straight through the last week of October. I would say that, well, you know, after that, you got the holidays coming. It starts to get chilly. I know New York was 75 and muggy November 2nd when people were, or November 5th when people are running in the marathon. That never used to be the case, but it's just hot. And before you think I'm going to start saying, oh, the global, you know my theory, it's not global warming, it's global shifting. I believe Gregorian, and I hate to repeat this for those of you who have heard this before, I believe Gregorian made a mistake. He already admitted that he made a mistake when he added a leap year every four years. So he already admitted one miscalculation. I believe he made a bigger miscalculation. And then every year the calendar keeps drifting to the right and our summers last All the way until, you know, October, November, and the winters last until May. You need full hooded sweatshirts in May, and I think it's because of global shifting, thanks to old Gregorian over there. But speaking of those leap years and things of that nature, we just had a little daylight savings time. Yep, that time of year where now you go to get your haircuts and it's pitch black after school. That's always, I mentioned this last year, that's always my definitive sign of winter coming upon us. When you are getting your hair cut after high school at 4.30 and it's pitch black, like not even an ounce of sun left. That was always my marker when I was younger and it still lasts to this day. Although high school is pretty far in that rear view mirror to this point. But daylight savings time, it lost its luster. I heard somebody say something along the lines of, it used to have that feel. oh, you better set those clocks back. You wake up in the morning, you come down, you look at that clock on your kitchen stove, and then you say, oh, I think that's wrong. I think we got to set that one back. But now because everything pretty much has Wi-Fi access, all these clocks are just automatically set the right way. It's almost just a minor inconvenience, almost like, oh, yeah, that. It's almost like rain outside. Oh, yeah, it's daylight savings time. There's no setting of the clocks anymore. How many people were getting on that kitchen chair yesterday to go wind the clock in the kitchen? You know what I'm talking about? That kitchen clock that hangs up there in the middle, more of a decoration than anything, but still you got to change that hour. Did you ever meet anybody who cared so less about that, especially in their car that they just let it run the whole time and it actually stayed there till the next daylight savings time and it corrected itself. Like they just declined the option to hit that hour button in their 
car. So they just let it run. And then six to eight months later, whatever the hell the next one is, they just said, all right, yeah, now it's back again. I'm actually a fan of that. It's rebelling against something that shouldn't be there. You know, there, there's these elections coming up, right? Midterm elections. Well, one thing I can guarantee you in this polarized world that mostly everyone agrees on is chuck this damn daylight savings time. Just chuck it. And I know last year they said they introduced a bill to get rid of it. You got to love that, by the way. You know, they made it seem like daylight savings time. Oh, this is this necessary thing. Without daylight savings time, everything gets all thrown out of whack and we can't. No, they just introduce a bill. I'm going to introduce a bill to just change something else. Like, oh, yeah, the February's got 30 days as well, Bill. And now we're just going to add two days to February. And you know what? You guys will be thanking me because at least that will start shifting the calendar back to the left. And then we can revisit it at a later date and see if we want to shave off a couple days because we've drifted too far to the left. But we're drifting too far to the right. We are drifting way to the right where you're running the New York City Marathon in November shirtless. And people who are watching you are sweating their ass off. And they're just watching from the sidelines. Should be cold weather. They should be wearing a hooded sweatshirt with a hot chocolate. No, but instead they're drinking iced coffee in a tank top. That's what you go wear to watch your friends run in the New York City Marathon now. Now, another thing is I didn't record during Halloween. There seems to be a little confusion. My my own lifelong friends seem to also be confused about my affinity for Halloween. I am not a dress-up-and-go-out kind of guy. That's the one part of Halloween I despise. I like the other. I like the horror movies. I like the weather. I like the wind hitting the window. And I like the candles and horror movies. And I like tricking kids at the front door. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I'm a tricker. I'm not a treater. You give me the option, I'm tricking. One of my biggest moves is that loud, motion-censored, like, exorcist scream at the door. You ever see one of those videos where people trick you? Like, oh, follow the little worm through the maze. And you're looking really closely at your computer. And then the exorcist face comes up and goes, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what I do to kids. <laughs> I have a motion sensor thing that blasts. Like, I, I put a Bose speaker out there and it blasts the loud sound. And they get scared and they yell. And when I come up there, I go, look, trick or treat. I use the trick. And now just be thankful. I'm going to treat you as well. But I'm a huge tricker. Huge tricker and also a treater. I'm a tricker, not trick or treat. I'm a trick and treat. But you're not just walking up here if I'm home and getting something. You know, I'm trying to think of something else I should do, like maybe a uh, please take one. And then when you go to put your hand in there, something just grabs you, you know. But now you got to be worried about, like, oh, my God, I'm getting sued. It has to grab you in a way where you can't be sued. The non-lawsuit Hand grab, please take one in the candy basket. And you guys want to hear an interesting story about that. And also a reminder as to why I know I'm going to have to spend a significant amount of time in a theoretical purgatory. I still think I'm above the hell threshold, but I believe I'm going to have to spend some time in purgatory. Um, Something that one of my friends and I did uh, during senior year of high school, I mean, there was no no need for this at all. Absolutely no need. I, I don't think we were wolfing down Reese's peanut butter cups. But one of my friends drove, and I was still at that point, you know, senior year of high school, some of you are old enough to drive, but then other people who are still waiting for their birthday during senior year, they're not old enough to drive yet. So I'm in the car with one of my friends, 
and we're just circling through areas looking for baskets for those people who leave out the please take one, you know? The Halloween please take one. If they're not home, I guess they feel bad, so they leave a basket, tell you to take one, which is really, really putting some trust in people. And you know what? I'm convinced that they don't even do that anymore. I'm convinced that if I actually went trick-or-treating these days, there's no more please take one. I think they've learned what people are since then. But back then, you used to get people who weren't home, so they would leave a basket. And being the absolute scumbags that we were, me and my friend drove around looking to claim a couple baskets. Why? I have no clue. At that point, you're not wolfing down candy. I could see if we were 12 years old and we got on our bikes and did it so that we could empty that stash. But by the time you're already, like, we're, we're almost old enough to go to war. He was. He was old enough to go to war and we are driving around town accumulating baskets of candy. However, one of these did not go as planned. And like I told you, I'm actually not old enough to drive. Maybe I have my permit or something like that. So my friend spots one. He pulls up to the house. Now, this wasn't a basket of candy. Typically, they'll put it in a basket or one of those Halloween, you know, pumpkin buckets. I know you know what I'm talking about. But it was on like a tray, a tray that you would bake cookies in. So now imagine all these chocolates and snacks kind of scattered around a tray, like a, I can't explain it any better, a big tray that you would put maybe cookies on, a flat pan that would normally go in your oven. Interesting choice, by the way. So my friend spots it. He parks the car. He goes up to it. He goes to grab the tray. And as he starts to step away, a lady comes bolting out the front door. I'm talking about bolting out the front door. And the visual, the only visual that I can remember that that comes to my head, you're going to have to Google this. There's a game for the original Nintendo called Paperboy, where you're going up and down delivering newspapers to front doors. Well, once in a while, if you threw it at their front door and it went through their window, a maniac came sprinting out the front door with a knife, like literally jabbing a knife up and down. You were allowed to make games like that back then. And this person kind of looked like Michael Myers, speaking of Halloween. They had like a white face and they came sprinting out at you on the bike, jabbing that motion like Norman Bates' mother in Psycho, just that up, that wee, 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 coming out like that, sprinting at you. So if you have the time to Google that, that's what this lady did, except without the knife, obviously, and came sprinting after my friend. However, senior year of high school, that might have been the best shape we've been in our whole lives between playing sports all year round. So my friend, who was definitely fast, books it down the block. So he didn't like return to the car. So now imagine he parked up, not directly in front of this house, across the street, and then goes to the front door. This lady comes sprinting out. He books it down the block, holding the pan. So now imagine you're holding this cookie pan, sprinting at full speed, but he's actually fast and clearly outrunning an older lady trying to catch him. And also I have this visual of bars just falling off to the left and right because it's a flat pan. So he's somehow trying to balance it while running away from her. And then there's just Mr. Good Bars falling off left and right and was that joy? I just, I'm picturing that blue one. What is it? Almond joy or something joy. I always hated that one. So I can't even remember it. Nut rage is just flying off this pan left and right. Now, remember I'm sitting in the passenger seat of his car. So I actually got out of the car 
And then the lady who was running after him, she maybe tried to run after him like half a block and then started coming back to her house. Imagine livid, angry, stomping. Now I kind of realized, oh, she doesn't know that this was his car. I thought she was coming to confront me. And she looks at me and then I realize, like, oh my God, she thinks that I actually just stopped my car to see what happened. So then I just went, what happened? And then he goes, that person just came to my house and stole my whole thing of candy and ran away. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, let me see if I can go get him. I'll, I'll try to find him. And then I got in his car and also terrified because, you know, you're scared. Your parents, they scare you with this. Oh, they go, oh, if you get caught driving without a permit, it's over for you. They'll take your license. You're grounded for life. You're not going to college. So I'm now scared and I'm trickling down the block like Fred Flintstone because I'm scared to actually drive this thing. And I make it to my buddy's house because he actually lived a couple blocks away where he was waiting on the corner. And I don't know how you want to look at that. I guess we half got away with it. But like I said, this will be at my eventual court hearing. And I've prepared a couple statements. And the Honorable Marvin Monson presiding. All right. Now, going back to why I don't like going out on Halloween, and this will be for you younger chaps out there. I've told you on many occasions there are theoretical good times, and then there are actual good times. You want to know what a theoretical good time is? New Year's Eve. That's one that everyone knows. You expect to have a good time, and instead, you pay a premium for tickets, and then they kick you out at 1 a.m., despite this place always closing at 4. You have to wait 25 minutes to get a drink, and unless you're tipping $20 a drink, they just completely ignore you. And then you have 8X on your Ubers, and they kick you out at 1.30, and it's freezing cold because it's the middle of winter. That's what I mean by theoretical good times. And that applies to many holidays, including Halloween. It's a scam. That's a scam. What a scam that was. So this was all a scam, huh? How many people, you're some single young guy out there, how many people have met a girl from a different group and then they ended up chilling with you, hanging out with you, and they went home with you. Yeah, they're going home with you and waking up at your place in a mermaid costume. It's just not going to happen. Nobody wants to actually meet anyone on Halloween. It's Instagram come to life. Everyone's about the pictures. Everyone wants those group shots. And then once those are secured, they're going home. And it definitely ain't with you. It is a theoretical good time, one of those type of nights, where people are more about the show, less about the dough. Okay? It's one of those nights, although I love this, like I said, I love that particular holiday and season and everything that surrounds it except the going out part. And the worst part about it, if you are a young single guy, is you're seeing everything that you always prayed for. All the girls who you want are dressed like they could be in your bedroom in lingerie. So it's almost the worst kind of fool's goal. It's showing you 1,000% what's not going to be coming home with you that night and you'd like to be. It's brutal. It's almost like a strip club come to life, but it don't end in any sort of lap dance. Did I ever tell the story about that, by the way? The borderline forced lap dance in Montreal? Because I never, I am not a strip club guy. My mind, the way it works, anytime I saw a stripper or something like that, whether if it was bachelor party or someone forced me to go for whatever, all I think is if this person was handed a Scantron, remember Scantrons where you took those tests in high school? 
And you had to fill out, would you like to A, be here, B, not be here, C, B, doing something else? They would never actually voluntarily check, oh, yeah, A, I want to be here. And then that takes me out of it. That's like, all right, uh, that's not for me. And it's going to take a whole hell of a lot of convincing, even if somebody did want to be there and they did want me to have a lap dance with them. You're going to have to go above and beyond for me to think that you're not lying to me. Something tells me I've told this story, but I'll do a sped up version of what happened in Montreal. So I met friends in Montreal. I believe we were like 20. And remember, Montreal, 18, you can do more stuff. So any, many, many times when you're 18, 19, 20, anywhere in Canada is a great place to go because you only have to be 18 to gamble, 18 to drink and all that stuff. So we went up there and what did my friends do? Of course, they went to a strip club. They told me to meet them there. So I'm pulling in by myself while my other two friends are like checking into the hotel and I'm meeting these other three. And what did they do? They paid somebody to give me a lap dance before I even arrived. So imagine me walking in the door. Oh my God, like the strip club at 1 p.m. Imagine me walking in the door like, yo, Mike. And then as I got my hand in the air, I get pulled to the side immediately by somebody that they already paid for. And then she takes me into one of those private dances. And just imagine this, a fully sober guy who hates strip clubs getting a lap dance from somebody who I believe clearly doesn't want to be there. So then my eyes just start drifting. And, um, you know, I look to my right and there's a sign right next to me. And this sign was in... I don't know how you want to say this. You know, when you look at signs, like a guy's bathroom, girl's bathroom, there's those characters, those stick figures, like a guy is just a head and then the arms and legs. And then the girl has the uh, silhouette of a skirt. Well, yeah, imagine that kind of guy seated in a chair. So you have the bathroom guy seated in a chair and then a girl with the silhouette of a skirt leaned over in front of him. So imagine she's leaning over in front of him. And the guy has his arm extended, but no fingers, because obviously these are stick figures, the same ones that you'd see on a bathroom stall. And his one arm is leaning out towards the girl's chest. And then there's a big no sign through it. Like the whole poster has like a no, like, you know, no smoking, no grabbing the actual tit. So I believe that meant these private dances. It's a look, but don't touch. As if I needed any further confirmation that this girl didn't want to be there, I now know for certain. I remember thinking when I was looking at that sign, where the hell did they order that? And this is early internet days too. Like you can get some things online, but not, there wasn't this whole variety. That means they had to call up a place and describe the type of sign they needed. And is this the same kind of place that's making restrooms? Like, hey, uh, what do you need there? Do you mean to tell me that there is a part of a of a sign store that had the, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to need the um, guy sitting in the chair reaching out towards the tit with the note through it. Okay, cool. We're a little back ordered on those. So you're going to have to wait a good three, four weeks. Anyway, so this girl, she sees me spot it, and she can obviously tell I'm disinterested. I have to be in the bottom 2% of interest she's ever seen. Because even if you're hot, like I said, it just doesn't, if I don't think you want to be there, the level of checked out I am, I would rather be thinking about an Islanders game in the early 2000s when they struggled. However, she notices it. She sees me disinterested. So she, I guess she decides to make a play, leans into my ear and goes, it's okay. You can touch him. And now that she said that, 
now I feel obliged to, because imagine I'm like, no, I'm good. You want to, then what are we doing at that point? Because this girl's trying to sell this sensual thing. I've declined taking it a step further. At that point, she just has to stop and be like, oh. So, uh, you know, you're probably going to think I'm lying as you're listening to this, but this was a guilt touch of a tit. I I felt guilty not imagine that. Imagine that. Only me. Only me would feel bad doing something like this. So I want you to picture the most, I guess, non-sexual Imagine a borderline awkward, non-sensual reach towards a tit. I placed my hand on this tit in a way where someone's like, oh, hey, uh, can you just kind of hold this up for a second while I while I screw this in? I placed my hand. I didn't apply pressure. There was no squeeze. My hand just rested on her tit like it was kind of one of those things that you'd rest your wrist on when you're using a mouse. You ever see one of those things? So my hand borderline in limp fashion, no pun intended, just rested on her tit and it ended shortly after that. And how the hell did we steer over here, by the way? Strip club. Oh yes. Cause Halloween, Halloween, everyone dresses like strippers, but they leave you basically as awkward feeling as I was left that day by that stripper in Montreal. Obviously, you know, one of my favorite things about Halloween, like I told you, is the horror movies. Uh, I love horror movies. I bring them up all the time. And in those instances, you know, channels like AMC, they just run marathons and I'll just kind of leave them on and I'll see what's on. And Final Destination came on. I think they played the whole series of Final Destinations. I know sometimes I treat you guys, I insult your intelligence because you don't know movies, but... I do think it's helpful if I give a brief explanation. So let me give you a quick, hurried-up version, uh, a two-second version of what Final Destination is. There's this kid. He's about to get on a plane that's supposed to go on either spring break or a vacation during the summer. Everyone in his class is on this plane. He doesn't realize this, but he fell asleep right before the flight takes off, and he has this premonition of the flight exploding in midair, like that the flight is going to fully explode. And he wakes up. And then a couple of the things that happened in his dream happen again. Like, you know, the same person asked him to switch chairs. A little bolt comes out of the tray table. So he starts freaking out. And because he starts freaking out, like his best friend gets off the plane with him because he's, he doesn't understand what's happening. Two other people get caught up in the muck because they start arguing with him, tell him to relax. So then they get kicked off the plane. So a couple people get kicked off the plane. And guess what happens? The plane explodes in midair just like his dream. And then the whole point of the movie is they were supposed to be on that plane and now death is coming for them because they were supposed to be dead. So now it's almost like, you know, one of those things where it's it's destiny, where that they were supposed to die. So now like almost the Grim Reaper is going to find a way for them to die. So something as simple as like, so if you got off that plane, one guy, one person's like in the shower, you know, one of the bottles leaks under their foot. And then they slip and then their head gets caught up in something and they strangle to death. So like that's kind of, it has to happen in a way where death kind of gives a little assistance where it will allow a shampoo bottle to like tilt over and then you'll slip on it and you didn't realize. So death basically is this ghost that, that kind of finds a way for you to die, which is kind of interesting. However, in more than one of the movies in because mo- you know, there's multiple final destination movies, there's a scene where Obviously, these people who are trying to now avoid being killed 
they're trying to figure out what's happening and they're starting to get it. So in a scene, they'll be crossing a street. So imagine me and you got off the plane and I'll be telling you, no, 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 I'm starting to understand what's happening. It's following a path and the order we would have died on the plane. and, And I'm crossing a street telling you this story. So I cross the street first, you're a couple steps behind me. So now I've successfully crossed the street and I turn back to finish my point. And either one of us could be, and then out of nowhere, while they're still crossing the street, a bus, full speed, obliterates this person and kills them. And I'm supposed to believe that this was death finding a way to even everything out because that person was supposed to die. No, that is a rogue bus driver who fully slammed on the gas of a bus that's supposed to be taking people around town. I've never seen any go 90 miles per hour unless we're watching the movie Speed with Keanu Reeves. But a bus driver just mows down somebody and then just keeps going. By the way, it doesn't stop. I guess this is Freddy Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street six, Freddy's dead. I know I'm dropping references left and right, but can you imagine this? I go to turn and tell you a point in the street and a bus just absolutely destroys you. That means that that guy who's driving that bus, a local bus driver, he has to go to trial. That's a murderer who killed someone that has nothing to do with death, the design or anything like that. That's a madman who's driving 35 miles per hour over the speed limit in a bus, not obeying the stop, just not seeing a person right in the middle of the street and then not breaking and then leaving the scene of a crime. That's somehow okay. And I'm supposed to believe that's death. That's death coming back to get somebody. No, no, that's a rogue criminal bus driver who just murdered someone. And if you even understand remotely what that movie's about, you should be laughing because it is kind of funny and ridiculous. And they did it in more than one. They did it in more than one movie. Oh, so it was a part of death's plan to, to, to make sure they were, they were dead. Okay. Well, was it also a part of, uh, you know, the legal procedures plan? Can death undo that? Can death get this guy out of jail? Probably not. See, I guess death don't care about that. Those are all trivial matters. Either you're dead or you're not. And you can just drop fucking dead. So yeah, I was sitting there thinking about that during final destination. Eventually, it made its way to Final Destination 3D, but I believe it was just called The Final Destination, the same way, I guess, they they didn't want to just say, like, Final Destination 5, so they did that Fast and the Furious trick where they either added a the or took away the, so maybe the first one was Final Destination, now this one was The Final Destination to trick people into thinking it's some sort of new movie, like an original, and it ended up being a 3D movie. If you remember, I think it was around almost like 10 years ago, nine years ago, where they believed that people were going to have curved 3D TVs in their house. And that was like the -the state-of-the-art TV at PC Richards. And they truly believed that everybody was going to be wearing 3D glasses at home. So there was this whole plethora of movies that were shot for a 3D audience. And since that didn't work out, now they just got converted back to standard. And then there are just weird parts of these movies. There are parts of these movies that make no sense. Like, why is this knife paused in midair, slow motion? Oh, because that was supposed to come flying past our eyes. But since 3D didn't work out, now it's just a corny ass part of a movie that takes you right out of the movie. It like breaks the fourth wall and you go, what the hell am I watching? I'm done with this. And that's a pretty fascinating thing that occurred. And I predicted it at the time. I said, people are willing to go a certain distance with their technology, but I don't believe that a regular guy 
and I'm not going to call myself a regular guy, but what I said is a non-glasses wearer is never going to commit to a life of glass-watching TV because it's too weird. The peripherals on the corner of your eyes, I hated the whole movie Avatar because all I kept looking was at that weird little space on the bottom right. That's what happens when you're someone like me. You just, you, you can't let those little things like that go. And those 3D movies, I guess it was a bunch of money down the drain. Oh, well, you had to learn the hard way. I guess the closest thing where I'm not, I still don't believe I'm wrong. The closest thing that, that I said people wouldn't be willing to do is Apple watches. I'm like, your average person is not walking around like Inspector Gadget. And I know some of you are probably going to say, oh, come on. No, I know. I don't know anyone with an, I think I know one person with an Apple watch. And every time it's like one of those things. It's like, you know, people who are scared of STDs. I go, well, who the hell do you know who has them? Someone's like, oh, I, I think I know one person like at the, my phone book that might have. Them. I'm like, all right, well, then, then relax. I know that is a bizarre comparison. That is a bizarre comparison. And I'm sorry to even make that. But it's the same thing with Apple. I think I know one person in total who has an Apple watch. So I don't want to hear that it's some, no, it's just, it's, no, it's not. Every single person I know has an iPhone. If your tech show up green, you're immediately never talked to again. So you cannot say that everyone has MacBooks. Everybody has iPhones the same way that they do Apple watches. I actually still hold strong in my belief that your average person is unwilling to look like Inspector Gadget. You know, adding on to the horror movies and Halloween, and I believe... I hope I'm not getting it wrong, but the horror movie with Ethan Hawke that I thought was very good. Is it Black Phone? Is it called The Black Phone? Where he kind of abducts a kid, chucks him in his basement, and <laughs> hilarity ensues. No, but it's a pretty good horror movie. And I was thinking about on Halloween with trick-or-treaters, there's always that, like, oh, you better watch out. They're going to put needles in the candy. Who are the fuck were these people who putting needles in candy for kids? I just don't understand the benefit. Oh, here you go, kids. Here's your Reese's. And they stuck a needle in it beforehand. So why? This kid can go home and just die of some sort of whatever you put in his Reese's peanut butter cup. This is going to sound sick to say, but I understand if you're hosting some sort of, you know, Halloween event and there's a bunch of kids coming and you want to actually knock them all out so you can do all the shit that happens in the black phone or in the movie with Ethan Hawke. But some kid just showing up to your door, you're just going to fucking send some kid home to die? I, I, I do not understand that. I almost look at that worse as you wanting to drug them and then do messed up stuff later because at least I'm like, oh, what a, what a awful human being put this guy in the record books. I actually think you're a bigger scumbag if you just send him home to die. You're just going to inject some kid's nutrageous so he goes home and dies? I, I I do not understand that. I mean, that's almost more perplexing than than, than Buffalo Bill. <laughs> you know, this actually took a weird dark turn. And I guess that's what you get. You know, this is the delayed Halloween episode. Like in The Simpsons, you remember that when it never fell on a Sunday? Like if Halloween was on a Tuesday, they got to wait all the way till Sunday for the Halloween special or something. Well, that's what this is. This is the delayed Andy Halloween special because I never liked how there was 13 days of Halloween on ABC Family or what is it called now? Freeform. But there was 25 days of Christmas. So these are the made up days of Halloween 
that they allocate for Christmas, but not my favorite holiday. And interestingly enough, we're already seeing Christmas around because I think Thanksgiving's just got thrown out the window. Since uh, you can't monetize Halloween, I forget. I think Burr said this on his podcast over 10 years ago. He said in stores, they skip straight from Halloween to Christmas because there ain't no money to be made on that stuffing and turkey. You know, but if you start turning the page to Christmas, you can start advertising and deals and sales and get that money right out of these consumers. And then also, you know, I think they're trying to chuck Columbus Day and other things. I don't think that Thanksgiving and pilgrims and Indians is something that major retailers really want to focus on right now. And if you want to learn about the pilgrims and Indians, I don't know, maybe go watch Adam's Family Values. <laughs> If you've seen that movie, you'll know the reference. And I understand that I use quite a bit of movie references on this, but then again, they make no good movies anymore. So if I reference something on this podcast, it's probably worth watching considering there's nothing new to watch. You guys should all be treating your movies like Benjamin Button. You should be going backwards through the years to enjoy good stuff until good stuff eventually comes. And who knows, that might be happening, you know, after seeing what's going on on Twitter right now, which is really a shit show. It's a hilarious shit show right now. Elon is uh, taking over Twitter like Dr. Claw at the helm, and he's just running wild over there. He's charging everyone $8, and anytime somebody's complaining, he just responds $8. It's so funny. I think Mark Cuban I saw was like, hey, Elon, it might be a good idea, but how about incentivizing people who add context? And he just responded $8. (laughs) He banned Kathy Griffin for impersonating his account or something like that. And someone said like, oh, you're just going to start banning people. You're way better. He goes, she can get it back. $8. (laughs) And there's a real part of me that's enjoying this because he may be bulldozing the light at the end of the tunnel. That's eventually going to stop this self-censorship that we see going on. And I know many people may not be a fan of how he's conducting business, but I was not a fan of how business was previously conducted. Listen to the things I'm talking about. I'm a heckler. Listen to the things that we talk about on this podcast. Do you think I like the version of social media where you got to dance in the shower, where you're allowed to do all these dance moves, but they have to happen in the confines of a shower? Can't do anything outside that, and anything outside that means you're done. No, 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 no. I want to be dancing in the Blue Lagoon. I want a lot of room to do and say whatever I want. And let me draw the lines. I think I have a decent understanding of what's taking it too far. And I'm all about what he's doing. He's cleaning house like the Islanders did when they brought in Lou Lamorello. And I know very few of you are going to know that reference. But I'm about it. Politics aside, I'm talking about content creation and self-censorship. Politics, I don't give you shit. You want my vote? $8, just like Elon. (laughs) All right, guys, I'm glad we caught up. I feel like there are more topics that we could hit, but, you know, what would I be saving for next time? Then I'm going to be scraping for change, and I got some other things that I already want to talk about. I'll make sure that I get it out to you next week. Once again, I semi-apologize. I was, you know, working relatively hard, and I didn't want to give you... I actually recorded a podcast. It was a half-ass. I just stopped. I stopped 12 minutes in and I just looked at myself and I go, that's a half-ass podcast. 
and I'd rather give you a full ass, which is what you got today. Two cheeks and a decent amount of uh, material. I will be back with you next week. Take it easy. Do me a favor. Send the show to a friend. If you're a new listener that came over from Odd Shopper, appreciate you being here and supporting my content. I will be back with you next time, next week. Take it easy.